Good morning. Thank you for that. I've been at a church where people held up uh, eights and nines or sixes to sermons <laughs> just, just for fun when the Olympics was in town. So I, I, I appreciate that. Thanks for it being a heart. This is the day that the Lord has made. It's marvelous to be here among you and to start a ministry with you, with Rachel and the others on staff. We are excited to be a part of your faith family, and we look forward to finding ways to get to know all of you and to become part of your family, just as you will become part of our lives and our hearts. We might have some fun <laughs> doing it as well, don't you think? You see announcements in your bulletin. Are, are any of those things that I need to remind you about? Or, are, are, are you fairly good with the reading skills and can kind of pick up on that? I hope you do stay and enjoy the cake. I'm told there's two cakes. One's chocolate and one is vanilla whitish kind of color. Uh, my wife and I have a joke since I'm allergic to chocolate. Um, she gets all the chocolate, and so she's very happy about it. No worry on that score with me being allergic to chocolate. But I'm, I'm grateful that there's one of the cakes that's a cake that I can eat. So thank you, whoever happened to have stumbled upon that. Do we need to highlight anything else before we go and worship our Lord? It's the most marvelous thing that we do every Sunday is to gather as people and open our hearts and minds to the impact of the spirit and the power of that spirit on our lives. So if you are ready, let us center ourselves and worship our living Lord. number 89. Let's stand and sing.
Okay, greetings, everyone. You sound like a friendly bunch. I understand uh, we have a tradition of wanting to welcome visitors but not make them feel like we're putting them on a spot. So if, if you are a visitor, uh, raise your hand and the uh, ushers will come around with a gift for you, which we hope is a welcoming, not a parting gift. <laughs> I do want to introduce uh, Rachel's husband, Warren. Would you please stand so we can greet you? He needs a mug. <laughs> and my wife and daughter, um, wife Debbie. Yeah. And my uh, daughter, Meredith. Uh, Deb just had back surgery about uh, 10 days ago or so. That's why she's wearing this brace around uh, her middle. Um, she'll be doing that for I don't know how long, uh, two, three months or something. Anyway, uh, gentle hugs um, at, at this point. She'd enjoy hugs later on that are more vigorous, but maybe at this point, um, uh, be careful of that thing. We're hoping that it's a fusing of vertebrae uh, that's going on with a rod back in there, and, and hopefully she's going to come out of it feeling great. Not like she has this last year. So blessings upon you all. It's, it's great to be a part of your lives, and we look forward to uh, worshiping God together as a family of faith. I was 
you. Thank you for that beautiful music, Nick. I don't know where my microphone is. <laughs> it's on my shoulder, probably. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank you for that beautiful music, Nick. <laughs> yes? No? It's on. Okay, I'm going to talk loudly and hope that you can hear me, and we'll figure this out for next week. I apologize. <laughs> we will hold each other in our hearts. God calls us to hold one another in our hearts, and as we share in our joys and concerns, we have the opportunity to hold one another in our family of faith in our hearts and lift up what is on their minds and what's happening in their lives so that we can support one another because prayer truly does work. Let us pray before we transition into <coughs> receiving our offering. Awesome and almighty God, we celebrate both our joys as well as lifting up our concerns to you. We know that as we entrust them to you, you will guide us and direct us. Lead us where we're supposed to go and give us insight as to the words that we might use to truly be your hands and feet in the world. Thank you for the joys in our lives and we know that you enfold us in your loving care in all of our concerns. Give us the opportunity to see your grace and peace and love this day. In your name we pray. Now that we've shared our joys and concerns with one another and with God, we offer our tithes and offerings to God to give thanks for the ways that in which he's at work in our lives. Our ushers will wait upon us.
thanks for the ways that you are working our lives and in trusting that you will use these gifts to multiply your kingdom and bring forth your message of peace to those who receive your blessings. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. from Isaiah 43, verse 1, verse 18 and 19. 
But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. Do not remember that former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is God's word for God's people. When the door of the moving van slammed shut, a wave of emotion cursed through me. There was a uh, finality to that sound. The future comes. It comes and it comes, does it not? And there's no turning from it. We open ourselves up to it. We move along with God's spirit into it. We pray God's blessings upon it. It can be hard to disengage from a people and a place in a couple of months. La Jolla was a, a fine church and a, a good group of people. Yet you have welcomed me and Rachel already, and it is already feeling good to be among you. Many folk have stopped by already at church and greeted us. Uh, warm welcomes I have received from the, uh, the women's Bible study, the crafty ladies. <laughs> Had some moments with the choir before their rehearsal, and then with the men's early, early morning breakfast. <laughs> Office staff has, has been most helpful and, and gracious. To serve La Jolla, Debbie and I have had a, a tale of two cities, we have called it, um, a commuting marriage for the last eight years. Debbie stayed up here in Ventura in our house, and I was in an apartment down in La Jolla, and bless her heart, she would commute down to be with me about every other weekend, and it was quite a, uh, an adventure. We called it an adventure for God and for the church. You can imagine we are very thankful to be not having to do that kind of driving anymore and to be serving God and God's church up here in the North District within driving shot of home, able to be reunited on a, on a daily basis. Um, so thank you for being such a good sport these last eight years. And <laughs> She's wanting to say that she was teaching uh, these last eight years, and that's why she stayed put. Not that she wanted me gone uh, for eight years and took advantage of the good opportunity. We thank Jeff. I, don't, I didn't recognize him coming in this morning, but thanks to, are you pointing where? There, um, for covering last Sunday. I hear you did a great job. I look forward to listening to uh, the worship on our blog world. And we wish uh, Gary and Tammy well in their time of retirement and Brian and Julia as they uh, move on to their new appointment. A pastor who, after giving his first sermon at his new church, overheard one of the parishioners critique his effort. Well, we know for sure it had a beginning and an end, but God only knows what was in between. And that got me to be thinking, there's probably uh, three, three kinds of sermons. There's the empty sandwich sermon, the... You separate the slices of bread and there's nothing in there and you're kind of wondering like that old ad, where's the beef? Where's the substance of this thing? Not much substance in the sermon, but a, a good chuckling introductory joke and a nice warm heart-wrenching story at the end, but you kind of wonder, where was the word of the Lord in the middle? And I suppose there are the overstuffed sermons 
that has everything jammed into it that the clergy can think of that week that might be of some good. And it becomes too large and becomes too unwieldy. You just can't get a hold of it. You can't get a good bite out of it to feel like you've been nourished. And then there's that well-proportioned sermon. Good size, filled properly. Satisfying elements, uh, enough illustrations and joke to nourish the heart, enough substance to challenge the mind, short enough to please the bottom, <laughs> and spirit-filled to nourish the soul. I will try to do my best to provide those kind of sermons for you as your pastor. And so will Rachel. So what's to be said today? With the great crowd of witnesses that has been a part of this place, clergy and saints of the past whose spirit we sense is here among us, watching over us, and with the hopeful and faithful disciples, you who are gathered here now. I want to be remembered for hitting the right note and not just for showing up. So I've thought, let's make it simple and let's make it direct these next couple Sundays and have some transitional sermons, introductory conversations between you and Rachel, you and me, to help us to become better acquainted to ease us together more comfortably. And thereafter, we'll be off and running, as Karl Barth once said, grabbing the scriptures in our one hand and the newspaper in the other so that we can bring the word of God to bear on the words of men and women and see our way forward in life as faithful people. We are, after all, to have a living faith, which makes a difference in how we live our lives and how we interact in our communities and seek to transform the world. Otherwise, we're just, uh, what, cultural artifacts in a spiritual museum of a thing that used to be vibrant in society and now is on the margins. I don't intend to be the pastor of a marginal church or of a dying church or of a movement that has been eclipsed and is passe. And I intend to uh, encourage us to do the same as a vibrant community of faith that makes a difference in people's lives and in our community. So is there a word from the Lord today? As we begin our time together, I thought maybe we should remind ourselves of that passage from Isaiah that you heard Sonny read this morning. Remind ourselves that God is in the, the change business. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? It's God's will to renew, to remake, to resurrect. That will is upon us this day and beckons us to embrace it in our personal lives, in our congregation, and in our community. The God of resurrection rules, and we are to give ourselves over to the new life that power brings to us each day. And that power is upon us today, bringing forward a new day amongst us. Can you see it? I hope you can. Can you feel it? I hope you do. I invite you to give yourself over to what God will be doing with us together.
Now, I know that change and transitions can be hard. They're like uh, labor pains of birth or the convulsive throes that we sometimes experience in death. Changes and transitions can be, can be difficult. There's disrupting and disturbing emotions that are involved in all of this. There's awkward new situations and unfamiliar people. There's feelings of uncertainty, a sense of an uncharted future. Pastoral changes have their share of challenges. There's the sadness of departures and the, the changes that come with new relationships. There's the awkwardness of arrivals and of building new relationships. There's anxiety and there's concern for both clergy and for laity. I get it. We get it. We share concerns at this juncture. Concerns about change. Oh Lord, what have you done? <laughs> we might even feel like saying. And so I will share with you that I have wondered whether you would like me <laughs> and my family. Will you find me friendly? Will you find me caring? I'm from New York. I'm a little abrupt. <laughs> will you be able to handle that? Will you find me spirit-filled, sharp and bright and open and approachable? I hope you do. I worry whether you will. And how will I measure up to your dreams and hopes, uh, your pastoral image? Will you appreciate my strengths? Will you understand my shortcomings? Will you accept me, working with me in my vision of what God's up to and what church is to be about and letting me work alongside you in your vision of what God is up to and what church is to be about. These are feelings Rachel and I both share as we come to be among you. And our sense is that you probably have wondered, will they notice me? Will they understand my unique situation and circumstances, my concerns? Among all that they will be doing, will they take time to really get to know me? Will they really listen and put in the time? Will they value and appreciate my talents and and my abilities, my perspective, my distinctive contributions to the community and to the church. Will they be helpful if I risk and succeed? And perhaps you also wonder, will they be supportive if I attempt and I fail? Will they walk with me through the valley of my shadows? Will they tenderly cradle my hopes and my yearnings? It's our intention to be that and to do that with you. Our faith speaks to these concerns, these anxious musings that we may be having, these competing emotions that maybe set us a bit off balance. And our faith says to us, be still, relax into God's spirit. All will be well. God reigns, God is present. God loves you, God loves us. We lift it all up and put it in God's hands and walk forward in God's spirit. Amen? Amen? Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine.
So let us covenant with one another that in the days and the months and the years ahead, we will seek out each other's best. Amen? Amen. We will encourage our mutual growth in love and knowledge of God. Amen? Amen? We will vow to serve our Lord, our God, with all our hearts, souls, minds, and strength. Amen? Amen. And we will promise to live as faith family with one another under the Spirit's direction, journeying together upon a pathway that God will provide us. Amen? Amen. So let's close by sharing in unison a reading of Ephesians. It is in your bulletin there. To my mind, it is an affirmation of our hope for one another. Do you see it there in the bulletin? Together, let us say, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with the power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. If I were to say the Lord be with you, what might you say? It is truly right to glorify you, Almighty God, and to give you thanks. For you alone are God, living and true, dwelling in light and accessible from before time and forever. Fountain of life and source of all goodness, you made all things to fill them with your blessing. You created them to rejoice in the splendor of your radiance. We remember with joy the grace by which you created all things and made us in your own image. We rejoice that you called a people in covenant to be a light to the nations, yet we rebelled against your will. In spite of the prophets and pastors sent for, forth to us, we continued to break your covenant. In the fullness of time, you sent your only Son to save us, incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of your favored one, Mary, sharing our life. He reconciled us to your love. At the Jordan, your spirit descended upon him, anointed him to preach the good news of your reign. He healed the sick and fed the hungry, manifesting the power of your compassion. He sought out the lost and broke bread with sinners, witnessing to the fullness of your grace. We beheld his glory. On the night before he died for us, Jesus took bread giving thanks to you, he broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Taking a cup, he again gave thanks to you. Sharing the cup with his disciples, he said, This is the cup of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We give you thanks for Christ Jesus' ministry, his life, death, 
and resurrection for our sakes. Through him you bestow the gift of your spirit, uniting your church, empowering its mission, and leading us into the new creation you have promised. Gracious God, we celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Christ Jesus. Grant that in praise and thanksgiving we may, we may be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight, that we might be lives spirit-filled, spreading his love today, tomorrow, and always. Loving God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts, that they may be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grant that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed through his blood, serving and reconciling all people to you. Remember your church, we pray, scattered upon the face of the earth. Gather it in unity and preserve it in truth. Remember the saints who have gone before us, the laity and the clergy alike. Especially today, we think of Gary and Brian as they move forward into their next season of life and ministry. In communion with them and with all creation, we worship and glorify you always through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All glory and honor is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. The gifts of God here for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Ushers, helpers, please.
us rise as we join together in the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hear what I say. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God's love is upon you all. Go in that great love. Rejoice and be glad. The worship is over. Let the service begin. Amen. Amen. Folks lived in Buffalo for a little while. Did you really? 